This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life, only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gill, and today I'm excited. I've got Lisa Strandberg and uh, Katie Shirstead with me. Uh, ladies, how are you doing today? Doing good. No complaints. Awesome. And so, Katie, you are normally in uh, New York City, and you're in Florida right now, so you are not experiencing what I'm looking at right now, which is about, I don't know, five or six inches of snow on the ground. It's I am not. Which not. isn't miraculous, but I have been watching the news and you guys are getting hammered. Yes. Yes. Out on that. <laughs> and uh, Lisa, you're in Austin, Texas, and you got ice and no snow. Is that right? That's right. Right. Just a bunch of ice. We were, the boys were really hoping for some snow, but no luck. Yeah. Before we started recording, you and I were bonding over the uh, the seven boys between the two of us yeah. and uh, the sports and the crazy schedules. And I'm sure like yours, mine are probably at home right now, you know, studying and reading and being quiet and all that kind of stuff. Is that what yours are doing right now? Well, we're trying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, mine are probably outside doing something. Who knows? But uh, anyway, so it's great to have you both. And so, Lisa, I'll start with you. And, and I start every podcast like this. It's just kind of what's made you the woman you are today. And I know it's a kind of an open-ended question, but I think everybody's got a story and everybody's got a brilliance and, and would love to hear kind of what's what's made you the woman you are today. Yeah. Um, well, I started out, um, as a model. Um, I was, um, let's see here. I was, um, scouted at a really young age, about 12. Um, and I started working around the world, um, modeling with Ford. And then from there, I kind of switched gears. I loved being in the offices all the time. So I love being in the agency and I love seeing, kind of the back end of what the fashion industry was. Um, so then I tried at my best to just move everything and ended up in New York and working as an agent for Ford models. Okay. And I was there working at the best time. It's when Eileen and Jerry Ford were there and it was just a phenomenal time and a phenomenal experience. Um, so I was, able to see so many different sides of the modeling industry. So I learned about fashion for sure through all of these pieces from styling, <clears throat> excuse me, and being a model myself and then being an agent, you just learn so many aspects of the business and now building our own brand. Uh, I was blessed to have these building blocks for sure of knowledge of how the industry works and now with just an incredible business partner and my sister, who's actually trained in the fashion business. Great. Well, we'll transfer it into Katie right now. And I know Katie, you started, you had some with Louis Vuitton. Is that right? And you've been in New York working the, uh, in that industry. 
Yeah, I worked for LVMH for a little bit right after college. Um, and to your question, I guess you were saying, what made you the woman that you are today, which is such a great question. Uh, one thing that I think about immediately is our upbringing. Lisa and I grew up in Florida, so the beach and the ocean was in our backyard and we treated it like our playground. And we had the amazing opportunity to travel as a family to some great, beautiful tropical destinations that I have such vivid memories of to this day. I can, that comes to my mind, the pink sandy beaches in the Bahamas or boating through the Virgin Islands, not to brag. <laughs> I bet you're, you're <laughs> I'm looking at snow. Right yeah. <laughs> and just seeing the various colors of blue in the ocean, the Caribbean, or just the overall laissez-faire feeling of floating in the ocean. Those are things that uh, were pivotal times in my life that definitely contributed to who I am as a human being. And I moved to New York and I went to FIT and I worked in fashion. I interned at a bunch of different companies and kind of brought that all to the table when we were creating our own brand, which is the Shoreline. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, I think both of you, what I'm hearing is you had some industry experience. And, uh, but what I love and why the, one of the reasons I do this podcast is you really decided you could do this on your own, right? You could continue to work for the Louis Vuittons of the world or Company X or whatever it may be. But you said, you know what, I've got a vision, I've got a mission, and uh, I want to build something to be an entrepreneur. So Lisa, what was that point like when you decided, you know what, I'm going to walk away from this job where I've got a probably a salary and benefits and all this stuff. And you said, you know what, me and my sister are going to bet on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I was actually, I was done modeling at the time, done being an agent, done kind of being and styling. And we had moved to Florida and my husband and I and the kids um, and it was just this kind of aha moment of us going to the beach a bunch with the kiddos and just saying, you know what, there's not really something out there that being a busy mom or just even a busy woman that I want to throw on every time I, you know, head to the beach. And so that was kind of a moment. And then Katie was just graduating from FIT. And I said to her, I called her on the phone and I remember saying, um, what do you think about this? And my husband is very, very supportive. And he was like, I just think you should do it. And I was like, okay, I think we should. And then all of our, you know, experiences and our backgrounds just meshed really, really well together. And it, it really worked out yeah. for sure. And so really it came up from your upbringing of being on the shore, um, and yeah. having this stuff and Katie. So when, when you get this phone call from your sister and you're just graduating college, I mean, are you like, I'm all in, or is it like, Hey, let me get my feet wet for a while. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was an ambitious opportunity for sure. And I would be a fool not to join her in something so amazing. Um, obviously I did take a job right after college to get my, you know, my feet wet or what have you. But yeah, we saw a void in the market. And when you see that, the obvious choice is to just fill it. So yeah, went with it. I'm so what, what, what do you think when you look at, you know, all of us on here today, and I didn't mention this, but uh, I'm part of an executive forum. And so we've got, you know, five guys that we get together, five or six guys we get together every month. Uh, they're on here. You can't see them on the screen right now. I won't name their names. I don't, I didn't ask them for permission uh, <laughs> earlier, but uh, so anyway, but you know, we've got other people on here. And so we're all used to either starting or running businesses. Right. And I think one of the biggest things and the biggest hurdles that we deal with is 
when you're at the top, you're running a business like you two, it can be lonely, but it can also be extremely difficult. There's the, I call it the entrepreneurial roller coaster. And so Lisa, for you, like, how do you stay on the roller coaster versus wanting to maybe get off or jump off? Uh, how do you stay on it? And how do you, you know, choose to get up every day and keep, keep going on the fight? You know, I think it's honestly just, it started out as such a passion project for us. So there's so much kind of love and devotion that goes into it. And I think that's a great, you know, backbone to have when you have something, you know, they always say, you know, it's not like going to work when it's something that you're truly passionate about. So for me, you know, I have distractions with also managing being a mom and a wife and everything else. So it gives me a little bit of a break, but I don't, it's just, honestly, it's truly loving what you do and being able to put yeah. my creative side to, to work and I don't know, really produce something that we love. Um, we love to wear it, even if it's, you know, is beachwear for us, me being in Austin and you know, the ice outside and everything, I'm still always throwing on something from the shoreline because it's just easy. And, um, so yeah, it's just kind of that passion that, that love of what you're doing so much. I really think that just keeps me going and keeps me pushing for sure. Katie, what, what do you think the toughest thing about being and before I even go there, how many employees do you all have? We're a startup, so you're looking at them. You're looking at them. So you, you're, you two are making it happen. So if you want to yeah. take the day off, you just take the day off, right? You don't have anybody to report to. Uh, yeah. So the two of you. So that, that even then changes my question a little bit is, um, I mean, how do you from Florida slash New York and connect in, in Austin? Obviously, with things like this, we can we can do a lot. But how do you how do you keep the culture going? How do you keep the mission going? How do you move it forward? That's a great question. And I. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm reading this book called The Happiness Advantage, and it's about company culture and how people often misunderstand that you don't become successful. You won't be happy if you become successful. It's the other way around. It's most often if you're happy, then then that then the success will come from there. So I think it's super important. I look back on companies that I've joined in the past and how the work-life balance is really important and just overall having passion for who you're working for. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. How do you, and uh, how do you stay focused on, on that? And so, cause I know for me, um, you know, at least we talked about the kids and all that kind of stuff, but I have a hard time turning it off. Right. I think when you love what you do and you've got a passion, you've got a mission. And, and again, you love what you do for a living. Um, I, I find it really, really difficult to turn it off sometimes. Do you struggle with that? Both of you? For sure. I think obviously in the last couple of years working through the pandemic and always being at home, I think is you're working and you're living in the space, in the same space. So it's often hard for you to turn off and have those normal business hours. And if you love what you're doing, then you really don't want to turn it off. So right. It's definitely an, something, an effort you need to put in for sure. Yeah. And Lisa, how about you? Yeah, I think my kids make me turn it off. You know, like you were saying before, having a 15-year-old going to be 16 years old and you want to instill in them, you know, not to be on your phone and to make sure that you have this balance of working hard and doing school, but, you know, also being very present. So there's been plenty of times that my 15-year-old will take my phone from my hand and be like, okay, mom. <laughs> We're done. You know, 
let's do something or, you know, just, just try to shift. And especially, you know, our eight year old as well. So it's, they really, they really do help. Otherwise I think I would be 24 seven. Cause there's plenty of times you just yeah. wake up going, Oh wait, I got it. That's a great idea. Or this, you know, so definitely something that's a work in progress. And so you met these guys earlier before we started recording, but Andrew Davidson, uh, managing partner of the St. Louis KPMG office said, you know, how do you anticipate handling the ever-changing fashion to stay relevant and adjust to consumer needs to stay ahead of the changes? Cause I mean, this is changing all the time. I mean, things you wore, you know, it's funny during COVID, I look back at some of my, either my suits or my business pants and maybe they had pleats and cuffs and now they don't. Right. So this thing is constantly changing. And so how do you stay on top of that? It is a constantly evolving and very dynamic industry. And we have changed the way that we live our lives gastronomically in the last couple of years. I went from selling actually men's suiting to okay. now wearing, to selling um, what we have with it, which is comfortable clothing for women. So yeah, um, yeah I think that, sorry, I lost track of what we were. <laughs> all good no just the changing it is changing constantly right and so for i think sure. that we have to stay ahead of that so lisa yeah i think that with the shoreline we just kind of we've always based our pieces off of being very classic so we don't tend to go towards the trendy pieces um and when you're classic i feel like that will just be uh, a constant and many women's wardrobes so oh. we have just a white button-up um, shirt that we've taken, you know, it's the fashion loving staple of a white button up shirt. And we've taken the fabric and we've switched it around to make it comfortable for the beach and everything. But, you know, with that being said, we just, we're going to continue to build on those pieces, um, of just that classic feel. So that, that way we don't have to so much deal with that, that trend, the, the ups and the downs yeah. of what fashion can be. Cause I think once you get on that roller coaster, chasing those trends can be just incredible. I mean, a job on its own, really. Yeah. And you think about the classics, right? To your point, the white button up shirt, or I think of the classic, you know, the black and, and silver Rolex watch. I mean, they've been around forever, yeah. right? They're just classics. They're timeless. Yeah. And so that's what, so what I'm hearing is you're building upon the, the classics and then making them just one step, five steps, whatever it is better uh, every single time you, you, you make something. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and Katie can talk on our fabrics because that's a huge part of who we are as a company. We really, really, um, our feedback that we got from the consumer was just, you know, fit and fabric. You guys just nailed it. And um, that, that's, that's a lot of, that's an ode to what Katie honestly did and her background really is yeah. finding. Yeah. So talk yeah. to us about that, Katie. What, tell us more about that. Yeah, the fabric was something that was super important to us from the very beginning. And we did extensive research and I'll put emphasis on the word search because I went through the garment district and I was looking for the perfect fabric and it was a non-negotiable for us. So when I set out on the search, I thought about, you know, when I've been in the sun all day, I want to throw on something that's soft and light and airy, but I also wanted it to be easy to care for. So in my search, I came across a rayon fabric, which is a derivative of wood pulp. And the intention is to be, have the characteristics and the hand feel of like a cotton or silk, but the care is much easier. Meaning if you wore a silk dress, let's say out, or you wouldn't, <laughs> 
if you were wearing your I have suit. not yet, so I'm going to choose to not do that. <laughs> who, knows, who knows these days? That's right. Um, yeah. Um, you'd probably, your go-to would go, you would go to the dry cleaner, I think. So with this, you could just throw it in the washing machine on cold, air dry, easy peasy. So yeah. we went with that. And like Lisa said, it's, it, we got amazing feedback from the fabric. So we nailed it. And that's what we intended to do. We can cut this part out if you don't like me saying the words of other companies, but I'll say it anyway. Is I'm, what I'm hearing again is what, what I think Lululemon is for the athletic wear you are for the shoreline. Is that a fair statement? I love that. Love it. Yeah. You I can mean, put dash Brett Gill and under that and start using that in your uh, your. You're going to put it right on the website. That's right. right now. <laughs> but is that is that kind of what you're going for? I think that's a great parallel for sure. I mean, I when I think about Luma Lemon, one of the things is it's workout wear, but it's also very comfortable. And that's because they put extensive research and development into their fabric. And that's was yeah. something that we definitely, we harped on and we, it was a non-negotiable until we found yeah. the perfect yeah. one. So. Yeah. So what do you see, Lisa, for future growth? I mean, you obviously have a vision and places that you want to go and things that you want to do. What has that been like for you thinking about the vision in the future? Yeah, for sure. We really just want to continue to expand um, our collection. Um, like I said before, we're just a, a based on a lot of classic pieces and we will be introducing, reintroducing, I'm sorry, um, all of the same pieces in this next collection. We're just going to go ahead and build on them with different prints and colors. Um, the shoreline, we just always want to keep our classic pieces because they're just that, you know, they're, they're classic and they're timeless. Um, and our, our customers have requested a little more kind of of everything. So we're, we're planning to deliver on that. Um, we have a Landon tank that we love. It's gonna be just our summer staple. And we love to pair them with a little pair of shorts. And um, yeah, we just wanna continue to, to keep those pieces, like we said, classic and timeless. And then our hopes are to expand um in the children's market being that we have you know three boys um and a niece and a nephew and so we want to you know incorporate that as well um and then uh possibly you know work with a couple other designers you know startups as well just um like a jewelry designer or something yeah. like that that would be put it all together yeah, yeah. so for you lisa the, you were you know modeling all over the world obviously you're showing up to places and there's food and there's people catering to you and all this stuff right i had a good friend that was a model in uh, for ford agency actually uh, went to college oh, yeah. with yeah scott oh, newman yeah. do you know scott newman by any chance Scott Newman. No, yeah. I was not on the men's board. The women's board and the men's board was very, very separate. Even going from being a model and then to being an agent, it was kind of okay. funny. Yeah. They had their own entrances. <laughs> this would have been, I guess, the mid uh, mid to late 90s into the early 2000s when he was yeah. doing that. But uh, Probably so, the same time. Same yeah. Time. So, But anyway, you know, you show up and you, you're just basically getting taken care of, right? And then now, uh, talk to us leaders that are on here, the people that are listening to this show that there's the not so pretty side, the not sexy side of being a business owner. So how do you deal with that when you went from being catered to, to now you got to be the CEO and the janitor and everything else? What's that like for you now? Um, you know, being a model, it, it is just that it was kind of the, you know, everyone catering to you. I had a different mindset, I think from the very beginning, 
I always looked to, you know, everything else that was going on. That's what I really loved. I loved seeing all these people come together to create campaigns. So that was kind of where my mindset was. And I, I wanted to learn and continue to learn. So I really looked at everything from the stylists that were working to the photographers and how, and to the, the client who was building this campaign. And, um, yeah, so I always kind of had that mindset where I just wanted to keep learning. Um, and I took every opportunity, um, to talk a little bit longer with a makeup artist or with, um, you know, whoever was booking at the time. And I found myself honestly sitting in the agencies too long. Like during when we had castings, they were always like, Lisa, come on. Like you can't take the booker seat all the time. And I'm like, well, and it was so fun. It just had such an energy. And so I really picked up this kind of like learning aspect through everything and um, being able to see, you know, everybody kind of like, it was kind of like a stock exchange floor almost, you know, people were, these agents, these bookers were screaming for girls and they were just like, no, 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 no. You know, I have her this week. And wow. it was really just so fun to be a part of that. I was like, Oh, forget this. I am done living out of a suitcase. <laughs> I, this is what I want to do. And so then it became, you know, learning the other side of it. And then through there, um, living in New York and really being an agent and then going from there and, you know, being a stylist and then being a mom, I think I just didn't really take the time to focus on people doing for me. I really took that time to learn as much as I possibly could. Yeah, yeah that's great. So uh, Dr. Keaton Shaw, he's on here as well. He had a great question is um, so he owns a sleep study uh, and a ear, nose and throat practice and a medical spa here in town. So I'm putting a, a shameless plug in for you, Kate, and for everybody driving, listen to this. Uh, that's what you got to do for your friends, right? Uh, sure. But how do you how do you divide responsibility right now between the two of you? Kate, you want to take that? Sure. I mean, I think we both approach things head on, and then as we have our both have our strengths, and we kind of just kind of divvy everything up as we see fit. There's no real rhyme or reason to what we do internally. But just because there's two of us, we know that everything needs to be done. Yeah. And do you do you work on your strengths and weaknesses with each other? Or I call them opportunities, I guess, because I have a business partner, too. And I think it's great because his strengths are my weaknesses and my strengths are his weaknesses. And, and maybe we just got lucky and fell into that, obviously. But I think the things that I love to do, he can't stand doing them. And <laughs> do you find that in your partnership as well? Yeah, I think organically, we have taught each other a thing or two here and there. And there are definitely, I can name a few things that I hate doing that Lisa might not mind picking up. So yeah, it's a give and take. Perfect. Yeah, we, we definitely divide like our responsibilities. And like Katie said, at the end of the day, we know what has to get done. So, you know, we just kind of work really hard at that. Katie is, I'm, I think a bit creative and that's my mindset and Katie is super creative and stylish uh, stylish and then she also just has a business mind that really is you know when I kind of like oh but let's add this piece and then she's like yeah let's you know and so she kind of steers me back into to the right lane so yeah. we definitely play off of each other really well and how do you define how do you define success right now I mean when you look at your company 
me, I think of a couple different things, one of which I think that companies are starting to be a little bit more transparent in their supply chain. And what I mean by that is a focus on sustainability. So I think in 2022 for consumers, it's something that will make or break them investing in your brand. And I think it puts a little more pressure on on the brands to stay within that sustainable uh, route. So as, as an organization, we, when we're building the build business plan, we set out um, to have organizational integrity and to keep our supply chain as, as local and clean as possible. So I think that is one element that I think about when I think about uh, successful clothing lines today. And Lisa, for you, how do you stay a student in the game? I mean, I'm in the wealth management business and there's certainly companies that have been around a heck of a lot longer than visionary wealth advisors. And so, you know, you're studying, you're being a student of the game. What, what brands do you admire and, and why? Oh my goodness. There, there's quite a few, um, for sure. Uh, for me, I, I love, um, Jennifer Fisher. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, with her, but she is a, not only an entrepreneur, um, business owner, mom, also a chef. She's just kind of, you know, could kind of do everything is, is the thing. So I, I love the way she kind of goes about business and also family too, which I think is a really cool all around, um, good person for, for me to look to because she's very inspiring for sure. And everything that she does. Katie and I also love the range. Um, they're a women's wear brand, a little bit newer, but it's two sisters and they've got, you know, classics, but a little bit more of a street style edge. So I love to read, um, and just kind of delve dive into these businesses, um, and just learn how, how they made it, what they did, what was important to them. Um, I don't know. I, like I said before, I kind of feel like that's my, my, um, thing in life is just being a sponge and trying to take from different experiences and different people and for sure apply that to us and what we're doing. Yep. And so I asked this, um, Katie, to almost everybody on the show is the fears. I'm assuming, I'm assuming you put some fears in your mind over the years, whether it was, you know, through universities or through your business, right? There's been a lot of those probably over the last few years, but how many of the fears you've put in your mind have actually blown up to the magnitude you put them in your mind to be? I'm my worst enemy when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm always in my head and always like the worst case scenario is always going to unfold, but really, truly, it's never as bad as I perceive. Yeah. So, I mean, you're right to fear, but in, in the long range, it'll just, it'll just hinder you from success. So you got to stop. Quit while you're behind on that one. <laughs> That's right. Well, think about that next time all these fears pop in your mind that you just said that, right? That, that rarely, and that's why I asked that question, is rarely do the fears we put in our minds, even though they feel real, right? You may be driving down the road thinking this thing and it's, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. Rarely does it ever, if, if ever, blow up to that magnitude. Would you agree with that, Lisa? Oh, for sure. For sure. I, I live by the have faith, not fear. Um you know, kind of mentality. And I just, you know, got to, got to give it over to God and, and, and do the best that we can. But like you were saying, 
the majority of it is always just so much bigger in your head. And then you yeah. realize, well, that, that actually didn't even come to pass. So, uh, yeah. So Lisa, what does it mean to have a future greater than your past? That's our firm's mission statement. We talk about having a future greater than your past and it doesn't mean you had a bad past, right? You get a great past, had yeah. a great upbringing. Um, but we all want the future to be better than the past. So what does that mean to you when you hear that? For sure. Um, I would just, for me, that just, um, that's, that's a really good question. That's really hard to answer because have a future greater than your past. I mean, like Katie was saying in the very beginning, our past has been very, very, you know, beautiful and blessed in so many different ways. Um, but just, you know, the future, just continue to work hard and continue to, you know, I guess, live that mentality of having faith and not fear and going forward and, just the excitement of seeing my kids and all of that. Um, it's just, that's, that's a really, yeah. that's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can oh, ponder on you. that in your next, uh, you know, some quiet time, some think time. And, uh, yeah, but I think it's important to, you know, I have a journal that I use every single day and these guys have seen me for years do this type of stuff. And I think those are the questions that I think it's good for people listening to, to slow down and think about is, again, it doesn't mean you had a bad past, but yeah. we all want to take one step forward. So what, what do I need to do to have a future better in my past as a parent, right? As a spouse, as a friend, as a leader, as a, a person of, of faith, right? What I need to do better at my church, what, whatever it may be. I mean, how often are we really slowing down and thinking about those things? And so having a process in place, you want to have a process, you guys have a process for your business, uh, follow that process to a T. All the guys on this call here today, they have a process they follow to be successful. And, and so I just think it's important for those, you know, driving around, exercising, whatever they're doing um, is to think about that. How do you, how do you think about having a future greater than your past? And it really takes time to slow down, score yourself and really spend time thinking about it. So uh, last uh, couple questions here for you two is, uh, is brag a little bit about the shoreline. So, I mean, we obviously know this is a clothing line. It's, it's, we're going to the beach, but just kind of brag a little bit, if you will, uh, about that brand and, and why people should be checking it out, which we'll put the, uh, the uh, website in the, in the show, in the show notes down here. Kate, sure. you want to take that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I talked before about our travels and our childhood and how our memories really shaped us as women. And uh, we like to say that our brand is more about a state of mind rather than a concept. And we created it as a nod to our childhood, our upbringing and the women that we grew to be. That's and cool. What did, what's that? I said, that's really cool. I like that. Thank you. I came up with it. <laughs> um, I created that whole thing. <laughs> I did that in a day's work. Uh, yeah. So we offer a modern women's wear line with a focus on comfortable, beautiful, easy to wear classes that transition from the beach to the city streets, if you will. So if you're running errands or if you're going on to an impromptu lunch or you're just hanging at home, which we've been doing a little too much of, I think, lately. So, That's right. That's right. Um, the idea was to just create versatility and at the same time, elevate your wardrobe and give you something sophisticated to wear no matter where you were. Yeah. And you're going to get, uh, am I going to get to wear some of the stuff around the, uh, you're going to make me like a swimsuit, anything like that? Are you going to get into the guy's side or are we staying on the women? We have some sun shirts as of now. Our brother has harped on that for a little bit. 
Um, I think he just wants free clothes. Exactly. But it's, <laughs> it's definitely yeah. a market that we have thought about exploring um, in the future. But as of now, I don't think, I don't know, but you might want to wear one of our sun shirts, maybe not a dress, but. Right, right. So Lisa, <laughs> that would be the final thing I would, I would uh, throw out here and talk about, unless there's anything else you guys want to add, is um, staying in your lane. Right. It's really important to stay in your lane. And what I hear from that is, look, we know we are really, really good. We're damn good at this women's shoreline. Put it on great fabric, great feel, the classics, and we're going to stay in our lane. So is that a is that a thought for you? Is that something you guys think about from the vision and the future of what you what you're all building? Um, yeah, I for sure. I think that um, the shoreline, it's just. It is, we, we haven't, for Katie and I, we haven't really wanted to, to get into or to deviate um, from what we're doing right now. I think that, um, you know, people typically say or think, oh, you have a resort wear brand, shouldn't you get into swimwear? And then shouldn't you get into, you know, men's swimwear? And I think then you start to lose the vision of why we kind of started. So yeah. I think for sure that typically can be something that happens with businesses is that they get, um, you know, just a little bit or, or beachwear rather gets to be, you know, kind of a second thought, you know, where it's just not the main, the main thing. It's either a swimwear company that then added on some beachwear type of pieces. And that's, the gap that Katie and I saw, it was always just a bit of an afterthought. And that's where we kind of came in that we said, well, we want, you know, something that's beachwear and people typically would say a cover up and we want it to be able to transition. And we, we able, we want to be able to, to take it in different places and wear it in different ways. And I think that that is where we just want to stay right where we are right now certainly want to collaborate for sure um with other people but we really do we want to keep our focus as of right now just on doing what we're doing and that's just creating the shoreline with just these stylish cuts but in fabrics that are appropriate for the beach and beyond like katie was saying awesome well i love it it's been awesome being with you too and having you on the circuit of success and we look forward to watching as you continue to grow because i know 2021, if I remember correctly, if I heard my research was correct, you, you, you blew through all that stuff, right? You sold out of your line, and which is a great problem to have. And so hopefully in 2022 and beyond, you will continue to do that and have much success. So thanks so much for being with us, ladies. Thank you so much. Yeah. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 